Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Progressive Insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way. And a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's the match reaction for Sheffield United nil. Everton won. Big surprise. The Toffees ending the recent winless run uh, going to Bramall Lane. A tough place to go. Their first loss in the Premier League since January when Manchester City rocked up there and edged the 1-0. Everton have done the same today. Mark Mosey joins me now. Um, quite unspectacular game, unspectacular performance, but just the sort of what you'd expect from Everton away from home, isn't it, Moe? You know, everyone was committed, everyone was aggressive. Mm. Your best player, our best player in the team, took his chance and, and you defend and see it out really well. Yeah, I think it it was exactly that. The closer to the definition of a typical Everton away performance. Um, and as, as much as a typical Everton away performance doesn't usually have a, a positive mm. result about it, what it usually has is just the small shoots of progress that we saw today in terms of desire, wanting to get stuck in. It was it was just the basics. What we've asked for in recent weeks is not necessarily a massive upturn in quality as much as that would be nice. But when you're talking about your captain coming out and questioning things like application and professionalism, then you need a, a massive reaction. We didn't get that against Aston Villa last week, but finally today it looks as though with a few changes, um, primarily in terms of the shape of the side, the sort of character of Everton and your stereotypical side that we're so used to slowly started to emerge. As you say, it's not a spectacular game and it's by no means a a club-defining performance that we can really kick on with, but what we need at the moment is a foundation and just some small glimmer of hope, and I think we all got that today. Yeah, and I also want to focus on the, the, you know, like I said, it wasn't a perfect performance by any means, that I imagine the manager will go away and look at certain things, Everton could have done better. Certainly on the counter attack, there were times in the second half where they could have killed the game. But, you know, it, it's been very negative recently, so I do want to focus on the positives. And you mentioned it there when I was going to start off by talking about it. 
it was a setup today, you know. I think mm. the club account put it out on their accounts as a four four two with Sigurdsson on the left. But when the game started, it was very much a four two three one, and you know, it's uh, you know, I think we spoke about this before. It, it's a system that feels as though it's going to suit everybody in the team, except for Richardson and Dominic Calvert Lewin. And yeah. you know, Richardson obviously gets his goals today. Don was involved in the game, but missed a, a couple of, of really good chances. But it just looked like everybody else, the, the other nine lads in the team, looked a bit more comfortable in that setup. Yeah, I think. Of all of the people it does suit, it, it was important for us to give our central midfielders a win today. Yeah. Uh, possibly not not in terms of winning the game, which we were fortunate enough to do, but just we needed them to just turn in a performance. Uh, I think we, we've said it in recent weeks that regardless of, of how that three set up, a, a central midfield three definitely suits the lads who started today. Uh, probably most midfielders at the club as well. And as much as you do sacrifice the the threat in front of goal of Richarlison and you do do that thing to Calvert-Lewin that we said we weren't going to do anymore and isolate him totally. Um, Which needs much at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and you know what you're going to get from him. We, we've seen it in the time when when Wayne Rooney was here and he was he was the closest man to him and there was a good 40-yard gulf in between Calvert-Lewin and anyone else. And we don't want to get to that stage, but... I think with someone like Ancelotti, you'd hope that he adds a little bit more tactical insight to that formation. I want to see Everton transform from a 4-5-1 without the ball to a 4-3-3 when we do have it. And I think that the worst signs there, I can't really think of a spell in the game apart from when we were defending late on that Calvert-Lewin was so isolated up top. You look at the second half and there was plenty of occasions whereby Calvert-Lewin gets the ball is able to turn and he's got runners going beyond him. Mm. And I think that that's everything that we didn't see when we've previously left him up top on his own. So it was that slick little move, wasn't it, where I think Walker plays it to Sigurdsson, who back heels it to Cavalier and who back heels it back yeah. to Walcott and the, the pass is just a little bit off. But you know, that was in a tight space where you've got players around your centre forward. That's it, that one in the first half and one where Richardson goes past in the yeah. second half. There's there's at least there's a reasoning behind that formation. I think we said during the game that going forward arriving late into the box suits so many of our players be it Richarlison in particular Sigurdsson who obviously had a a massive increase in his performance today but I think it was just important to look a little bit more solid for for so often since since the restart and since 442 has kind of stopped working for us it's because there seems like there's so much space for opposition teams to exploit yeah and uh, Albeit we were fortunate enough to come up against a team who A, played poorly today and B, aren't going to dominate possession at any particular point. There's an opportunity there for people like Gomez and in particular Sigurdsson to get on the ball, have a couple of seconds to think about what you're doing. And as much as you're not going to be afforded that week in, week out, I think it was timely today that they were given that chance just to just to prove that they can actually yeah. do it at this level. So. Yeah. Uh, first half was, you know, weirdly on the Amazon Prime, um, the commentary we were getting a lot of grief despite the fact that we were alright and then exited it mainly uh, you know we'll, we'll speak about Carver Lewin now and it said it wasn't going to be too negative I don't want to be too hard on the lad you know because people know that I, I love him anyway but um, you know the, the the one that worries me most of the ones that he, that he missed today was the um, the one where he gets played through on goal by Gomez and he miscontrols yeah. I think the header it's the post you know it, it's one of them it's an inch one way and it's, and it's in mm. an inch the other way it hits the post and comes back out Um you know, but it's it's just not quite going for him at the moment, is it? And you know, it's even when Richardson scored today, he looked a little bit like you know, 
I should have been the one putting us 1-0 up yeah. here. And I suppose in some senses that's good, and it was good that he was involved in the game second half, it was good that he was still getting chances, you know, the one he created for himself, which was a, a deflected shot for him, um, you know, he brought it down on his chest and drove through and had the shot and Henderson saved it, but, you know, it's just, it, it just seems a little bit disorientated and a little bit unsure of himself at the moment on the pitch. Yeah, I think he's obviously someone who's capable of going through good goal-scoring spells, but it feels like he needs a few games to kind of build himself into that good form, then get his goal, then hit the ground and run for a few weeks, and then the challenge is, is maintained, and that which which obviously earlier in the season he was able to do. I think that the other player that you mentioned, Richarlison, today, w- with so many of these forward players, you either need all of the the goal-scoring attributes up top, which obviously they are both at times capable of. But if you don't get that, you need the application, you need the work rate, you need the closing down. And the the latter is probably where you'd hold question marks over Calvert-Lewin in recent weeks because when the goals aren't there, there's always been, as we said during the game, something that justifies his position in this side. And other than there being no one else available, there hasn't really been much justification in recent weeks. On the flip side, you get someone like Richarlison who will go missing for an hour and then get you the goal. Mm. Calvert-Lewin doesn't instinctively strike me as that type of player whereby he will not really be in the game but get you one or two goals. And I'm sure there's been other occasions where that's happened, but I feel like when he scores, he plays well and it all comes together as a wonderful package and it works for a few weeks, whereas there's an acceptance with Richarlison that he's probably going to be moody for an hour, but he'll get you that goal and you'll always get it. We know what the tenacity is off the charts, possibly even too much at times, but it's... You like to think that Calvert-Lewin, on the back of having a, a pretty good season and being Everton's top scorer, will now be a better footballer and able to adapt to what we're doing with the formation mm. now. And there won't be that enormous backward step yeah, back yeah. to the former Calvert-Lewin. Hopefully, with a combination of the experience that he's had in the last season and having someone like Ancelotti there, it won't necessarily be that sort of stereotypical Everton number nine role that we've seen yeah. so many strikers hung out to dry playing. So Yeah, I think I think either version of him is alright for now for where we are. You know, mm-hmm. if you go back to the end of last season where he was playing well against the big teams and, you know, getting mad on the match but not scoring. Or the version we saw before the lockdown where he was not as involved in the game but taking chances and scoring scrappy goals. Yeah. I think either of them is fine. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not he's, he's sort of twixt in between both at the moment, isn't he? He's not really doing either. Yeah, he's in that sort of that grey area as you say. And I think what we saw today and it was great seeing us getting runners beyond him, but his his build up play is at times a little bit clumbersome. Mm. Um, in particular, the chance in the first half where Andre Gomez does well on the right-hand side, clips the ball into the centre, and as soon as that heavy touch comes off his chest, you're already mentally thinking about the other Premier League strikers that would have taken one touch and had a shot mm. and, and probably propelled their side well in towards a yeah. victory. And there, there are question marks. It was intriguing a couple of games ago listening to to Alan Shearer on co-commentary and he pointed out a few things like his first touch always being away from the opposition goal just just small issues that remind you that this lad is still very much developing uh, and that there's a lot of, of, of work to be done still but uh, he's built up a lot of credit this season it, it's now at the point where when he does have an off run of games there isn't the furore about whether he justifies his position not necessarily in yeah. 11 but at the club it's not 15 Premier League goals this absolutely season, yeah which which for any Everton player at all 
bar Romelu Lukaku in recent years has been a massive, massive challenge. Um, so it, it's an important season for him. It, it's almost as important for him to go through the, the last sort of six games as a barren spell as it was for him to have such an impressive first half of the season because these early stages of his career will ultimately be the making of him. Yeah, even so, as much as it probably might do him good, this balance spell wouldn't mind getting the score sheet against Bournemouth next, just so he can go into the summer with well, a goal. It's and... absolutely what he needs, yeah. isn't it? We, we, yeah. we both said uh, the chance during the game today where he hits the post, that they are the unfortunate things that happen to every single striker. Mm. Um, he's at least given us this season the confidence whereby when, when you know that one goes in, he is capable of, of doing the business for us up top, but you just hope that with what we hope now will be an apparent change of formation to suit the masses in this squad, it doesn't leave someone like him behind. Yeah, um, regardless of the formation, Richardson gets in the box and scores goals, mm. doesn't he? You know, and you know, I think in general play today is, is you know, I think I think that run in the second half on the left hand side to sum yeah. up his game today. You know, he did he did really well to scamper away from a couple of tackles and then. Played the ball back like seven, like sixty yards into midfield to Andre Gomez, but you know if you put a good ball into the box, then in it, by and large he's going to get himself on the end of it. And you know he was he was he was kicked around again, wasn't he, in, in the first half today? He had an elbow in his head. He had you know a couple of lads going high on him, but um, you know in the air and probably something that I don't think the the wider football and world's really caught on to yet in regards mm. to his head and ability. Is he is so good in the air when a ball comes in yeah. like that. Yeah, bar Pele, I'm not having that. There's ever been a Brazilian footballer who can head a ball like him. Adriano. No, I'm not having it. Not having no. that. His left foot was so good that it detracted from anything he could do. No, in the I'm, air sure I'm sure I think of it. I'm sure I think of it. What about Fred? The, the, not the United one, the original one. Right, I'm so moving on now before you talk the Robinhood point. But um, he's he's got that sort of poacher mentality that you wouldn't really ever associate with his game certainly when he came to Everton mm. it's it's not the type of goal that you imagine him scoring but for, for someone who's who's relatively slight in frame there's there's so much power in, in the air when he when he does leave the ground and I mean it, it was equally as important for Gilfie Sigerson to get an assist as, as much as Richardson does all of the work yeah. for that goal and totally makes that cross. It, it's important for, for people to go back to their sort of default about the positives about why we brought them to the club and, and obviously from an assist and a set piece point of view that was definitely one of Sigerson's but yeah, you're right the, the most pleasing element of Richardson's game was seeing him sort of knock the ball 15 yards ahead of him and, and break into a sprint have people backing him up in play albeit the pass in that particular incident was wayward but it felt as though the the frustrated isolated figure that Richardson has become in recent weeks it, he was more of a he was part of a team collective today. It felt like when he got on the ball there were options. Even in the first half when we we tried to play little through ball swimming and yeah. the connectivity between him and Sigerson in particular didn't quite work. At least the, the endeavour going forward was there. We we looked like a team who could possibly create problems and in recent weeks that has absolutely not been the case. Yeah, brilliant header. Um really, really well done from him uh, right right in the corner. Um, and then I suppose at that point it's can you see it out and you know, yeah. as, as we've said, Sheffield United have had a like says well as he didn't play today, it's you know, they, they swatted Chelsea side that own recently scored three goals that day, swatted Tottenham side recently they scored three goals that day and you sort of got the sense that a, a barrage was coming here. You know, Billy Sharp came on. I mean, you both said, you know, he's the type of yeah. veteran striker that'll just scramble one at the back post against us, uh, something like that. But it, that that pressure and that sense of this is this is coming never really arrived. And you know, I think I seen on Twitter there, um, Neil Abraham put a stat up saying that 
as the first time this season they've not had a shot on target at home and you know, a, a large part of that was used in the midfield and the structure but a large part of it was used at Jared Bramford yeah, as well absolutely. who you know, eight, just turned 18 years old first Premier League start and I think he had a few little iffy moments early on where his distribution mm. wasn't quite good but I think late in the game when Everton was sat back and needed to defend his defensive skills really shone through you know he was great in the air he was great on the cover aggressive in the tackle there's one little moment towards the end I can't remember which Sheffield United player it was but just scampering down the right hand side yeah. of the space I think Tom Davis lost the ball and he just nicks it from him and just you know keeps it in play and plays a nice little pass into midfield yeah. and you're thinking you're not 18 years old <laughs> you, mm. you, you, know, you, you shouldn't be doing that sort of thing when you're 18 and as much as we want to be calm and cautious about this lad it's, he's had a great start to Premier League football hasn't he yeah, I think you said during the game you're looking to get forty million for him in the summer. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, More than that, come on, especially John Stones already. <laughs> the the particular incident that you're talking about, I mean, any Everton defender I can think of in recent history, but in particular one where we're on a poor run of form, we're away from home, and it looks as though we might be able to get a result. They charge over there and concede a foul, and the free kick comes in, and, and we invite pressure onto ourselves, and and he. For all of the the physique that's clearly there and and the power in the air and and the kind of no nonsense clearances were that were a little bit panicked in the first half, I think what he's got on him is a, a cool head and it, it's nice to see as you say that level of composure for someone who is so young. Um, what I liked in particular, of course, there was a couple of individuals who who stood out for me today, him being one of them, but. We looked more of a cohesive unit at the back. You're right in terms of he was really good against today. Yeah, obviously restricting Sheffield United to keeping a clean sheet, but for for them on the back of such an impressive season, not to have a shot on target in a game where they really needed to win, and and as you say, in recent times Everton are the side who are ultimately capable of inviting teams onto them in the last 15, 20 minutes and. That, that sense of inevitable dread never really set yeah. in. Um, a lot of that is down to the back four. I think a lot of that is down to the previous 70 minutes that that, that midfield three in the middle had had. Uh, the, the assurances that they built up and that they are actually still capable of doing this. It's um, the midfield playing well. Yeah, <laughs> um, last time we did it. I mean, we've said so much negativity about these two in particular, but the fact that Gilfie Sigerson did look so comfortable um admittedly it was afforded time but just just seeing him do a nice half turn in the first half and look to play the ball forward was was so refreshing and you, you were saying during the game you know he was in the referee's face which is like that's, that's what somebody he's done before yeah, yeah. and when he went off he looked knackered and you just said things sort of like an hour like he looks arse today he looks yeah. like he looks like he's actually involved and invested in this game and mm. i don't know if that's just because he was playing in his, his preferred position today and he felt a little bit more comfortable like, like he could do that but Certainly a little bit of a sea change in him. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the unfortunate caveat with him in that the position that we we saw him in today and performing so well in is the only one that he can do. Uh, and, and that restrictive tendency to his, his game is, is probably the thing that will be the death of him under Carlo Ancelotti yeah. because we need to be adaptable, we need to be flexible in certain situations. Uh, and someone who was capable of doing that today was Andre Gomez. Um, we, we saw... Glimmers of it at Villa last week, whereby he was afforded the freedom to get into the opposition box, and as much as that wasn't totally his game today, he looked a hundred times more comfortable both in and out of possession, being part of that three because he knows that yes, Gilfie Sigerson's alongside him, Tom Davis is a little bit deeper, 
that there's not necessarily the enormous pressure on him to cover every single area in that centre midfield. Um, he, he looked like someone who actually enjoyed his game today. Um, but something you touched on there in terms of the, the reaction that we needed from Everton, it wasn't all necessarily technical and on the ball and, and how can we impose ourselves as a footballing side. We just wanted to see that they were asked. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that Ancelotti spoke about in the week in just terms of we need some form of personality from this side. And it was so good to see in the first half in particular when not necessarily major decisions, but just niggly fouls were going against Everton and, and clear yellow cards weren't being given for, for Sheffield United. Seeing Andre Gomez and Sigurdsson and Richarlison in the referee's face and acting as a as a collective just group of horrible yeah. fellas towards the referee. It's something that we've seen opposition players do for years and Everton are far too nice to be that and just that internal desire and fight was actually evident today. Yeah. Um just finally, yeah, Carl looked a little bit dishevelled, didn't he? At the mm. start of the game today. I don't think he'd done his hair properly yeah. or anything and you know, maybe thought that Everton was starting to get to him a little bit, but um I imagine after that today he'll be looking spick and span of Bournemouth again now, you know, hair done, shoes suit properly on and everything like that. I think over the last few weeks it was it was you were starting to think that he was gonna be the manager who was actually gonna avoid the Everton curse of your appearance deteriorating <laughs> by the second. But today seeing his hair not done, I thought you 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 get it. Like, <laughs> he, he's. The, the, I, I feel guilty as an Evertonian that we've made Carlo Ancelotti watch Everton over the last few weeks because a man of his sporting calibre should never have been put through this. We we all inherited this or signed up from it from an early age. This guy has just been thrown Everton in the last mm. six weeks. But yeah, it's. It is. It is something that you just. You just. When you're watching the game and you see a dishevelled Carlo Ancelotti trying to make Everton work, you just think, how has life got us to this point? <laughs> but yeah, I think if, if he didn't know what sort of a job he'd gotten into, as much as, as, much as today was a, a rare bright spark over the last few weeks, he absolutely knows the challenge that lies ahead. And, and hopefully the positive words that have been said in the week, not only about working with the current squad, but obviously acquiring some new talent in the summer, Hopefully that comes to fruition yeah. for him. It's just frustrating, isn't it? Because you look, you look at that today. And, I mean, you look at the Premier League season. Obviously, we've only got one left, and we'll do more review stuff over the summer about this campaign. But it just feels like that's that Premier League, that's what the Premier League season where you look at teams like Sheffield United and look at Burnley and think they're so high up in the league because they just do basic things. Yeah, you know, you, you, I don't think you need to be slick football and team high pressure. You know, great on the counter. I think if you just mm. get the basics right in this league this season. As those teams have showed, you're going to be fine. And it, 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 you sort of think if Everton could have done that, even in recent weeks under Carlo Ancelotti, certainly under Marco Silva, if Everton could have done that and you have the quality of a Charles, you have an emerging Dominic Carvalho mm. in then we could have probably finished four, five places yeah. higher up in the Premier League this season. I think the, the most frustrating thing about Everton's season is also the slight glimmer of hope. Mm. And that is that we, we have been so poor, and Evertonians will reflect on this season, rightly so, as a disappointing one. But then you do look two or three places ahead of the table and, and only a handful of points to teams like Burnley and Sheffield United, who, yes, do the basics well and are organised, but people will hail us having a, an incredibly successful season. Mm. And as much as we can't just continue to throw away campaigns whereby we think, do you know what, we're actually not far off there. It, it, it probably is true. 
that Everton can still be quite poor but stay in touch and and that is a that is a nod towards the poor quality of of the Premier League ultimately but the you, you do get a games like today where you think not not a great deal has to be done mm. to compete at, at that Sheffield United Burnley level and as much as that is absolutely not the level that Everton need to be at it it does at least give you hope that the jump from where we are to where we want to be is probably not as much as it it seemed over recent weeks and you know attitudes towards where we are and where we want to be will change with every passing performance because that is the fickle nature of the sport but we we hope today that there is at least something to build on and it's probably an unfortunate circumstance the whereby we were only really sort of realize this with one game left to play but I think we've seen enough in the last eight games to realise that one game is not going to turn around the, yeah, the flaws yeah. in this squad. But we're going to enjoy a win. Absolutely. Yeah, enjoy Absolutely, a win on the rest. Yeah. Uh, good win from the top east today. Uh, we're very pleased. Uh, fingers crossed they can finish the season with a win of Bournemouth as well. It'd be nice to relegate someone, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think um, <laughs> everything will be put aside if Carlo Ancelotti's Everton relegate Bournemouth with an Ellis Sims injury time winner. Oh, I love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had pain down there, down the years, haven't we, since they've been in the Premier League, so it'd be great to get rid of that. Time them. to pay it back. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we're very happy. Uh, Everton won a Sheffield United 1 0 today. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We've got one post match left this season, this seemingly never ending season, so we'll be back <laughs> uh, on Sunday, I think it is, for the Bournemouth game. We've got all usual content this week, subs weekly on Blue Room Extra tomorrow. Weekly on Wednesday, uh, your previews and all that sort of stuff. Mailbag, 11s maybe. We've got Mike's on 11s this week. Still waiting on Mike Asher and yeah. Jack to get back to us, aren't we? Um, Final one of the season. Yeah, if you're listening, lads, you know, give us a shout. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. Uh, we'll catch up with you again very soon. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm such a screw up. What? House? Why would you talk like that? How are you even with a house without a walk-in closet? Stop, you have more than enough storage. Oh yeah, and the unfinished basement. Gross. We'll finish it eventually. Together. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.